From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Monday the 8th of August 2022. Good afternoon. Today we're going to be talking about the ceasefire in Israel. We'll also be discussing three of today's other important stories and discussing just what leadership contender Rishi Sunak might do next. But first, a truce in Israel. The Israeli-Palestinian conflict is complex and deeply rooted in history, religion and politics. While we'd like to try and cover it here, it just isn't really possible. So if you do want a quick primer on this story, then you can find out our explainer on the conflict in the description below. The main thing though is that the conflict is still ongoing and is far from resolved. While the region goes through periods of stability and conflict, recently the conflict has become more deadly. In the recent flare-up of tensions, 44 people in Gaza were killed, including 15 children, making this the most deadly flare-up since the 11-day conflict back in May 2021. These deaths occurred only on the Palestinian side, with no deaths being reported on the Israeli side. Two senior militants from the Iran-backed Islamic Jihad group were killed by Israel in airstrikes. In essence, the attacks over the weekend began with Israel launching a series of what it called preemptive strikes on the Gaza Strip. Israel said that there was an immediate threat from Islamic Jihad after Israeli forces had arrested one of the group's senior militants. The days of rocket exchanges were similar to wars in Gaza over recent years. However, it was Islamic Jihad that was involved, rather than Hamas, the large group that governs the Gaza Strip. Islamic Jihad's rockets were largely intercepted by Israel's Iron Dome system. More positively though, it was announced late last night that there would be a ceasefire, brokered by Egypt, between Israel and Islamic Jihad. The ceasefire itself didn't really get off to a great start, with both Israel and Gaza firing rockets in the minutes after the deadline. Fortunately, there have been no reports of additional rocket fire throughout the night, suggesting that both sides are now abiding by the ceasefire. It should be stressed that this is only a temporary ceasefire, and Israel has already indicated that it maintains the right to respond strongly if the ceasefire is broken. About this incident, the British Foreign Secretary and potential future Prime Minister Liz Truss said the UK stands by Israel and its right to defend itself. Others on the international stage have come out against Israel though, with the UN Special Rapporteur on Occupied Palestinian Territories, Francesca Albanese, saying that Israel's actions were illegal and irresponsible. Okay, so that's the biggest story of the day, but there's a lot more going on around the world. So, here's a rundown of three other stories. On Sunday, the US Senate passed its landmark Inflation Reduction Act, or IRA. The bill sees the allocation of some $369 billion into clean energy incentives, such as the reduction of greenhouse gas emissions and investments in renewable energy sources. The investments will, according to experts, slash US emissions by 40% by 2030. The bill also sees the government empowered to negotiate prescription drug prices. The bill further sees taxation on large corporations rise, with a 15% minimum tax on profits instituted, as well as a 1% tax on share buybacks. 
The bill passed the Senate on party lines, with all 50 Democrat senators voting for and all 50 Republicans voting against. The Vice President, Kamala Harris, cast the deciding vote, allowing the bill to pass. The bill will now be sent to the House of Representatives, where it is expected to pass, before being sent to President Biden's desk. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Gustavo Petro, a former left-wing guerrilla turned economist turned politician, was sworn in as Colombia's new president on Sunday. It marks a significant shift in Colombia's politics as Petro, who was elected on a promise to tackle violence and inequality, is the country's first leftist president. In his inauguration speech, Petro told the crowd that a new international convention that accepts the war on drugs has failed is needed. The war on drugs, Petro said, has strengthened the mafias and weakened states and left a million dead Latin Americans over 40 years. It has led to states, including Colombia, to commit crimes, he said. The production and trade of drugs like cocaine has in part fueled Colombia's decades-long conflict. Petro's right-wing predecessor, Ivan Duke, was a strong backer of the war on drugs and enlisted significant assistance from the US in cracking down on narcotics. Greece may be on the brink of a political crisis. On Friday, Greek media revealed that the leader of the opposition, the PASOK party, has been bugged by the EYP, the Greek intelligence services. EYP reports directly to the Greek prime minister. Almost immediately afterwards, both the prime minister's chief of staff, who happens to be his nephew, and the head of the intelligence service resigned. Local media then reported that the wiretapping was legal and done due to a request from the Ukrainian and American intelligence services something both countries strongly pushed back on. So much so that Armenia's ambassador to Greece called it a shameless lie. Greece's prime minister is to make a statement on the matter today. The scandal has been likened to the Watergate scandal over in the US, where President Nixon's administration wiretapped the Democratic National Committee headquarters, something that ultimately led to Nixon's resignation. That's all we have time for on YouTube. But if you want to see our discussion of just what Rishi Sunak might do next, then watch the extended ad-free edition of The Daily Briefing over on Nebula. Nebula subscribers not only get everything you've already watched ad-free, but also an extended edition of the show every single day, available to watch on Nebula or stream on your podcast app of choice. So if you want to support the channel and get a more extensive daily briefing every day, you'll want to sign up. And there's good news. Our friends at CuriosityStream, the streaming service which offers some of the best documentaries, is offering a deal whereby you can get both platforms, CuriosityStream and Nebula, for less than $15 a year. That's all the best documentaries you could want on CuriosityStream and then more TLDR on Nebula, including the extended briefing, other full exclusive TLDR videos, and it's always ad-free. Click the link below to get both services for less than $15 a year and support the channel.